Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. You're here with me, Gabby. And me, Emma. And today we have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? I am Carly. Um, I am your girl Carly on the internet. It's so funny because like everybody knows me as your girl Carly, but nobody knows my last name. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I have no idea what your last name is. I just thought about that. <laughs> and it's it's because like my last name is hard. So like my last name is Polkosnik, but when you okay, see it, okay. it has so many K's and people are like, um, so I just kind of <laughs> annex that on social media in general. But uh, yeah, so my uh, my full name is Carly Polkosnik and you can find me ev- anywhere at uh, Your Girl Carly. Your Girl Carly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so thank you so much for being on our show yeah. today. <laughs> I know you and Emma have known each other for a little while and have a been trying to coordinate social, yeah. for a long time. Uh-huh. So this is an exciting occasion that we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't we start with kind of telling the people who you are, um, maybe like a two-minute life story. Okay. Oh, life story in two minutes. Okay. <laughs> two minutes. Um, Don't feel lose pressured. Lose two minutes. Lose two minutes. Yeah. All right. So um, I started social media when I was 17. So in my last year of high school, okay, so I was a competitive dancer for 14 years. And in my like senior year, I like normally when you're a dancer, you do your senior year. It's like the best senior year. You're in grade 12. You graduate from like high school, but also like you graduate out of like a competitive dance program. And I dropped out in my senior year. I was like, I've been competing for 14 years. Like I'm so over it, blah, 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 blah. And that lasted for three months because then I auditioned to be a CFL cheerleader. So I was a CFL cheerleader at 17. And uh, yeah, so that was great. What a plot twist. (laughs) Right? That's making more sense now. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, so in my it was so ironic in my grade 12 year, I was like, oh, like competitive dance is so like, it's so much of a commitment and I don't want to do it. But then I started doing, I was in like four musicals and cheered in the CFL. So I was like, really was that different? And it was not different at all. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, from there I was like, damn, all right, cool. So I was cheering in the CFL. I graduated high school and I at the time thought I was going to go into like musical theater school. So like something that a bunch of people don't know about me is like I planned to be a musical theater major before I was a business major because I did like growing up, I did competitive like song and Mm -hmm. dance, all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I applied to musical theater school and I got rejected and I was like, holy fuck. Do you guys swear in your podcast? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Mood. (laughs) I was like, holy fuck, what am I going to do now? And so the high school that I went to actually is like the number one leadership high school in Alberta. So we did a lot of like initiatives where in your grade 10 year, you took care of your community, Mm -hmm. which is like the people that you went to school with. Then you took care of like your city and then you picked a global initiative and you would raise money every single year. So my year was like the stepping stone year of the entire program that we know of it now. And so we did um, World Bicycle Relief. We raised $175,000 in six months for World Bicycle Relief. And through like the biggest um, Edmonton charity fundraiser, for a high school ever. And it was just like a really crazy year that taught me a lot about like marketing and advertising and getting people to pay you for your cause, but also taught me a lot about community and authenticity, which really translated into like my own brand today. Mm -hmm. But because of all of that, my family was like, Hey Carly, like, I think you would be good at marketing. And I was like, I don't even know 
what that entails because for 17 years of my life, I was like, I'm going to be a musical theater major. So mm-hmm. I applied to business school and I had to wait for like six months until I heard back. And I was so like invested. I would sit at my office job and be like online marketing, like marketing online. And this is like 2014. Yeah. So like <laughs> online marketing was like not a thing really. Yeah. Like the same it's way like you like Google like on it. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah. then I came across blogging and I was like, okay, lit. So I taught myself how to code. I taught myself how to create a oh website. And I was like, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. So I started a blog and I, I still have the blog. I don't blog anymore, but like that is where I started. And then I got into business school and I was like, okay, I want to do sports marketing. So I worked for, um, a parkour company and my boss at the time was like the number one parkour athlete in the world. And I got to go to like the LA fit expo and meet all of these fitness influencers. And this was like rise of the influencer when I had this job. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like my boss had like a hundred thousand followers and I was like, what is going on? And this is kind of when I started to really get into social media. And this was like my first year of university, all this crazy stuff. And it just kind of kept progressing. Like I kept becoming more and more interested and invested in social media and what it meant and like the ever-changing like cycle of it all. And I got Mm -hmm. into YouTube and I got more serious with Instagram and I made more friends in the space. And then in my third year, I actually, or no, in my second year, I ran the social media for West Ed, which is like the largest mall in North America. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on that social media team for two years, did tons of stuff, learned tons of stuff. It was great. All while being like an influencer, which was like a really cool and unique perspective because now I know it from both ends, right? Like the Mm -hmm, corporate mm -hmm. side. So how brands and like actual like fortune 500 companies work with influencers and how I as an influencer work with these companies. So that was all super interesting. And then in my second last semester, so I graduate this month (laughs) and uh, in my second last semester, so last semester I decided that Uh my my minor would be intellectual property law. So I'm graduating with like a major in marketing and a minor in intellectual property law specifically. So I like had more knowledge of influencer contracts and licensing Mm -hmm. rights and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm out here doing social media full time. Oh my gosh, what a badass story. I'm shook. <laughs> You're like, and now I know all the law. It's like a Kim Kardashian move. Literally. I like I was You're like, I want to know my rights. I did I did, and it's so interesting. Yeah. Like I had to we'll get into this a little bit later, but I had to file a cease and desist for my own podcast. Oh my um, god. So yeah, what? I'm actually writing my uh my intellectual property law, like my That's trademark crazy. law class. We have a personal proposal paper and that's what my whole paper is on <laughs> so it's been like a really crazy year yeah. like not, e- not even a year too so <laughs> that's like my life story up till this point I guess <laughs> that's so funny um I guess we should probably tell you guys what we're talking about today um I just realized that we never brought it up so <laughs> today we're talking about Carly um but we're talking specifically about her TikTok career that's popping off right now guys don't forget to follow her on tiktok follow us on tiktok hell yeah (laughs) um but i think it's so cool because there's like not a lot of people who that i know that have like been successful on tiktok and i think 
beyond like I know a few people who have maybe close to the same amount of followers as you but who don't have like the same audience like there's so many people who have like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand followers and like get like a thousand views per video and like one comment and I feel like you actually have so many people who like are invested in your life and I think that's like what I think a lot of people probably want to know more about it's like how did you build such a good community and like people want to like buy stuff from you and people like want to know about your dating life and also like your job like people just like care about you as a person which is so cool it's like every influencer's dream so without hyping you up even more (laughs) um yeah no I think it would be really cool to learn about and like we love TikTok we're not like we had like one video that got like 200,000 views and we like freaked out and we thought yes. we were going to be famous and then we didn't become famous and we were pretty <laughs> upset about it <laughs> it kind of capped off there um and so we love a good TikTok moment we love mm-hmm. TikTok so, yeah how did you when did you make your first or well when did you make your TikTok account I made my TikTok K okay, so this ties like a little bit into like my life story because in May of 2019 okay. I got fired from like my corporate job and it was like such bullshit. I worked the whole day. I got pulled into an office at like 4.30 at my nine to five. After after, like going for lunch with my bosses and all the stuff, everything was so normal. And they were like, we're making changes to the marketing team piece. And I was like, what? (laughs) And like completely let me go. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It just Mm -hmm. happened. And so I was like, what am I going to do now? And like, it was such a weird turning point. And I was like, I don't think that I want another real job. Like, I don't think that this is something that is meant for me, like the nine to five life, even though I have like arguably all the qualifications and experience. But I was like, "Mm, fuck that. So then (laughs) I was going to to Calgary that weekend and I was sitting there and our mutual friend Kaylee, I was sitting in her her apartment and she looks at me and she goes, you know what, Carly? I think you'd be really good at TikTok. And I was like, (laughs) "Uh." but at this point I was like, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in May, I got a TikTok and I posted my first ever video on like May 10th. So yeah. Kaylee was like, hey, I think you would be great at TikTok. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I got TikTok in May and I posted my first video. I think it was like May 10th or something like that. And I posted like three more videos and then I stopped. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think TikTok is yeah. for me. Blah, blah, blah. And then I actually at the time was trying to build a YouTube channel. So I, I launched a YouTube channel in January of 2019 And it was, like, my big focus. And I was, like, 2019 is the year Mm. of YouTube. And I ended up going to VidCon, which is in L.A., which is, like, Mm -hmm. a big, like, YouTube convention. And Mm -hmm. in June, I had, like, a video go viral-ish at the time (laughs) that I had TikTok. Um, Yeah. And it's a duet. It's still on my page to this day, and it's so funny. But it's a duet of me and this guy. And it's this trend where the trend is, like, this, like, super cute love song. And it's just these guys being, like, what I look for in a girl. And it's so dumb and so generic. And so I (laughs) duetted this video. And, like, I had no idea what I was doing. I think I literally had just figured out how to duet videos. So I was, like, Mm -hmm. this this one. And I duet (laughs) it. And it has... 16,000 views or something like that. But at this time, I think I had like 40 followers. So I was like, okay, lit. And 
So what mm-hmm. ends up happening is that video goes viral and with this guy named Kyle. Now, <laughs> I like follow Kyle on everything, whatever. And at this time, like I have more followers than he does and like all this stuff and I see him blowing up and I remember I was on Snapchat and basically he like posted a story with like one of his like cute friends. So I like added his cute friend on Snapchat. And then mm-hmm. I remember asking them mm-hmm. like, hey, are you going to VidCon? Like what's happening? And they're like, oh no, blah, 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 blah. Like we like can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like this guy has 500K on TikTok and like you're telling me he's yeah. not like doing brand deals or anything like this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't even think he knows what that means. And I was like, put me in contact with this man right now. So I was mm-hmm. in LA and I like had a meeting like with Kyle and I was like, hey, here's all the things that you're doing wrong, blah, 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 blah. And the funny thing is me and Kyle are still friends to this day and like, oh like God. actual like real friends. And now we have like a big TikTok like friend group and all this stuff. Kyle has like 1.3 million on TikTok now. And like we have a, bu- I have a bunch of other friends with like a million on, t- on TikTok. And it's just so yeah. funny because like that interaction drove me to create more TikTok after that. Like he was like, Carly, like you need to get on it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. Like, I mean, this man has 500K on TikTok and I have 400 followers. So like Mm -hmm. he probably is right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still didn't really take it that seriously. And then one day I was just sitting there. It was like October and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this seriously. And I started just posting and I would post like, six times a day at this point because oh I was just God. like wow I was just like I need to find something that sticks and ironically mm-hmm. what like stuck is before coronavirus ruined our lives I was supposed to be moving to LA in August and so I did a video all mm-hmm. about like it was kind of a clickbait video about how my lawyer put like that I'm TikTok famous the quote unquote on um, my visa uh-huh. application or like basically <laughs> wait that's what I've I, seen that that's that's what I said <laughs> that's what I said in the video but like that's not mm-hmm. actually how the application works but like that's what I said in the video and I was like oh my mm-hmm. god please like blah 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 at this point I had like 4,000 followers and I was like please help me out, like, follow me so, like, U.S. immigration doesn't kill me. And that video it was my first video to ever hit a million. And wow, I gained, I think, 36,000 followers in, like, a day. That's insane. Wow. It was crazy. I was like, what is going on, <laughs> first of all? And You're was, like, I am TikTok famous now. <laughs> I'm I good. literally, I was like, I retire have, young. I have the K behind my name. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good. Like, I was like, wow, this is fame. You can woof the dream, get the K. And uh, so I was like, this is lit. But then I kept creating content and the the views would just go down and down and down. And I was like, okay, I can't re-clickbait them because they're going to kill me. So what am I going to do? And it's so funny because this also is a very specific turning point. Um, I was texting my friend group and this was before anybody else had TikTok. So like I was the only one still at this point who had TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I was like, guys, what should my TikTok niche be? Blah, 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 blah. And they were like, you should do like relatable, like funny, like dating stuff. And I was like, maybe. So I tried that, but I really deep down, like loved doing dance videos. 
like, because mm-hmm. I grew up as, like, mm-hmm. a trained dancer. And so I remember I did this. There was this trend. It was to get up by Sierra. And I did this dance video. I did it a couple times. I didn't really think it was that good. But I put it up. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, okay, this is the last dance video I'm going to post before I try something else. And this was probably like 30 videos after my first 1 million video. And then that video Mm -hmm. hit a million views too. And I was like, oh my God. And that video really was the starting point of how I built the rest of my brand on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because this video, like, Things that were so normal to me, like wearing sweatpants and like a cropped Mm t-shirt, people were like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And like, I didn't realize it at the time, but TikTok still had no diversity. And Mm -hmm. so many people were so used to seeing like no hate to like Charlie, Addison, those type of girls because they're beautiful, but like they're very stereotypical like body types. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. TikTok like at the time had nobody that was different. So I just like happened to be in the right place with that. And people were like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this girl, like her energy, energy became my keyword, like hair Mm -hmm. flips became my keyword. Mm -hmm. And I started doing more of these things in these videos, like sweatpants. Like if I, if I were to ask my TikTok audience, arguably right now, what like my most iconic look is, it's sweatpants and a crop top. Always. (laughs) (laughs) And So, like, those things started becoming more and more of my brand, and then it got to the point where people were like, how are you so body confident? And I was like, this is so strange because I grew up dancing, and, like, you just learn confidence through that. Like, you don't really see... Like, I don't don't really see myself as that different, (laughs) but people, like, started, like, pegging me as this body confidence girl on TikTok, and I was like, okay, bet, like... I'm out here just <laughs> doing what I like, doing what I love. Yeah. You guys are, like, feeling so much better about yourselves, all this kind of stuff. And then I did one video about where to buy plus-size sweatpants that went off. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. almost at a million, a million views, too. And I was like, okay, maybe there is more to this mm-hmm. niche than yeah. I originally thought. And that is kind of where, at the point, like, you said that people are invested in my unfortunate dating life and all that kind (laughs) of stuff, because it was at that point where I started to mix, like, dance and storytelling. So I would tell more Mm -hmm. stories about my life and, like, all this stuff, and I would share, like, the ups and the downs, and there was a point at TikTok where everybody had, like, a heyday because for the longest time, nobody was, like, convinced that I'm half black, and I was like, do your eyeballs not oh work? Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, there yeah. was a whole time at TikTok where people were tearing me apart, and I was like, I don't really know what's going on here, but all right, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... So there was definitely all these ups and downs, but I started to open up more about like that and how those things would make me feel. And I up, I mm-hmm. opened up more about like family toxicity and like negative influences on you and all this kind of stuff and the crazy stories that happened in my life, like when my fiance cheated on me with girls from Craigslist and like oh all this crazy oh stuff. I have not seen that TikTok. <laughs> a whole nother episode. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> I see you. Um, I started like doing all this, this stuff where it's not unusual for me to be open and honest about that kind of stuff. It's just people on TikTok Mm -hmm. just weren't doing it. 
So, I think because the TikTok audience is so young too that so many uh-huh. people just aren't confident enough. But you're talking about things that they're like, wait, my parents are crazy. Like, mm. thank you for doing that and also mm-hmm. being beautiful and dancing. A hundred percent. So I yeah. did a video. I did a video about how like I have a strained relationship with like my family. Really, we lost you again. I'm so oh sad. no. I know. Oh, hold on. <laughs> okay, wait, you're okay, back. You're, I think you're back. <laughs> um... I had a whole video on about how, like, I have a very strained relationship with my family sometimes in regards to, like, my own body image. And, like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of things stem from, like, their own insecurities, but, like, they'll just say, like, little snippy things here and there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just know that my audience arguably probably struggles with the same thing. So I would talk about it and talk about how it made me feel. And, like, stuff like that connected me more to this audience that followed me Mm -hmm. versus, like, them coming back to see me do a new dance trend. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because I have a question. Sorry to cut you off. Um, It's interesting that you were talking about kind of how you were willing to kind of like go and like pivot in all these different directions to Mm -hmm. like find your niche. Um, Did you ever struggle with like finding the balance between like what is working versus what you want your brand to be? Because I know that our only Mm. viral video was me um, talking about a Wizards of Waverly Place conspiracy theory. And I was like, I don't want to be that girl. But I did another conspiracy theory about Disney. And it also got like a f- like 100,000 views. And I was like, wait, like this is not going to be my brand. Mm-hmm. And so how do you feel about that kind so of dynamic? I, I did the same thing. It's so funny because I look back and I'm like, at the end of the day, when you look at my TikTok account through all of the things that I've like said via text on screen or in captions, that stuff mm-hmm. always changes. But the root of my account is dance. So that Mm. is how I kind of keep everything on brand for me Mm -hmm. is like it is dance content. But for example, like for the longest time, stuff about my visa was really popping. And I was like Mm -hmm. telling people all about like my immigration story and all this stuff. And then it died. And I was like, what am I going to do now? And then I just like had to Mm -hmm. figure it out and pivot and just keep changing things until something worked and it's just it's so ironic that the niche that I'm in now isn't even something I really tried to do people just like put Mm -hmm. me in the box for it but you have to be Mm -hmm. like flexible with it and I learned this from like all of my creator friends who have like a million up because they were like at the beginning when you're growing like your goal is to grow and sustain an audience that will grow with you versus Mm -hmm. just being like the like one, one person who does one thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, arguably you can say I do one thing on TikTok and it's dancing, mm-hmm. but it's the conversation around it that is changing every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, like, I think it's really good to test and try mm-hmm. things that are working. And when you find something that works, like work it to death. And that's what yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. And then figure out what works next. And you might have a period where your videos, like your last six videos do like 50K, 50K, 100K, 200K. And your next six videos do like 5K, 2K, 3K. And you're like, what yeah. the heck? And then it's suddenly- It's so painful. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> your eighth video does 500K and you're like, all right, that's mm-hmm. my thing. And you just keep rolling with it because yeah. it also shows your audience like that you're diverse and you're not just like one person doing the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's so interesting 
So since becoming um, more established on TikTok, have you continued to um, like try and grow your, your YouTube following and your Instagram following actively as well? Or have you really just been channeling your energy into TikTok? It's so crazy because I never... <laughs> A very good example of this is so, as you guys know, I run like a sexuality podcast. Yes. So my podcast like arguably isn't the age demographic for TikTok or so I thought. Yeah. And <laughs> so my extended family had found out about my podcast and like, I mean, I feel like we all know like my titles, my subjects, like they are not mm-hmm. shy, you know? Yeah. So uh-huh. my family found out around Christmas time. And I, we were going to our extended grandparents' house for dinner and the, like my extended grandparents said something like super snarky and they were like, oh, well, Carly can't blog at the table. And I was like, what do you think I'm going to do? Record out like a fucking podcast about my extended grandparents' sex life? Like, come on. Yeah, like, uh. (laughs) so they were like, oh, well, Carly can't do this, this, this. And I was like, I'm not fucking coming. Like, absolutely not. So then... I, they basically kicked me out of Christmas dinner and I was like, this is lit. And I did a dance video about it, about how like Mm -hmm. I run a sex podcast and my family, my family was like, fuck you. And literally that video took me two minutes. I made the dance up. Like Mm -hmm. it was the first sound Mm -hmm. I heard when I opened TikTok and I was like that one and I did it. And that video has like 800 K views and it skyrocketed the podcast. Like, my podcast downloads went from, like, 2,500 mm. downloads a month to, like, 10,000. And I was oh like, God. what? And, like, it rocketed my podcast. Like, now the podcast is in, like, top 50 on the Apple charts. Like, all this stuff just from this one TikTok video about... Who would have thought? Teenagers want to know about sex, too? That, well, that's the thing. I was yeah. like... I was like what? But it was so strange. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, if it can do that with the podcast, it can do that with other things. And like March Mm -hmm. has been the incredible example of it because this this March I had a video go the most viral that it ever has gone at 6.3 million views. And (laughs) and I've gained like 5,000 followers on Instagram this month alone from that video. And just like other videos just being like, hey, like I have Instagram, follow me on Instagram. And just like all of these people just translating over into my social media and my YouTube. Like I did a reaction video on YouTube to like a TikTok song. And I think it has like 35,000 views just from that's crazy just from like TikTok. And I was like, what? It's crazy how loyal TikTok fan bases are once they're loyal because that's not a thing on Instagram. Like, I don't give a fuck about who I follow on Instagram unless I know you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so, like, TikTok, I mean, we were saying earlier, like, I know quite a few people who have, like, 100 to 200K who, like, their followers don't really care about them. Mm -hmm. They're just, like, there because they're cute or because of X, Y, Z. And so it's so interesting that, like, once you get their trust, they're, like ride Mm -hmm. or die and they'll take Mm -hmm. anywhere any platform they're like I want to like see you they're so invested it's freaking nuts and it's crazy because like this is the most invested audience I've ever had like yeah they are like ride or dies and it's crazy because like I don't know if we're going to talk about it later but being on TikTok also like gets you a lot of hate and yeah Mm -hmm. my platform being like body positivity when that video went viral like my six million video 
it was mm-hmm. about how when I first started on TikTok, like I was insecure because a lot of people didn't look like me or like weren't my size and all this stuff. And I did that video, like not really expecting anything of it. And it just went off. Mm-hmm. And like so many people were like, I feel the same way. Like TikTok used to make me feel so secure or insecure. And mm-hmm. so for every like 1000 good comments, there was like one really just awful, bad comment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There was this one girl who just, like, kept, like, going at it, replying to everything, and was like, oh, you should, like, aspire to look like a Brandy Melville model, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, there are so many things. There are so many things wrong with what you just said. Like, and I tried to, like, reason with her. And I had friends, like, go into her DMs and be like, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, literally two days ago, this girl slid in my DMs, and she was like, I found out that girl goes to my school. And I, like... (gasps) talked to her and all this stuff oh and she's still oh it's, my goodness. it's nuts it's nuts I was like these people are defending me like in real life <laughs> I was That's like this crazy. is crazy wow. and like obviously I really really appreciate it and that is like a very like isolated situation but on the mm-hmm, flip hand mm-hmm. like on the positive side these people are very ride or die like these yeah. are the people and it's crazy like I get so many dms like I have like 300 dm requests right now of just people sharing me just paragraphs about like how they feel like they felt so shitty and like so insecure in their bodies and blah 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 and like Mm -hmm. how they watch my videos and it makes them feel better about themselves because like I'm so happy and I'm just enjoying my life and like living my life you know yeah Mm. and I think that personal aspect of it all like being vulnerable on TikTok really worked for me because a lot of like they're your friends they're my they're dead ass like my friends yeah a hundred percent. That's so crazy. Would you say that that kind of relationship with your audience was something that was evident from the forefront or it was something that once you really felt like you found your niche, it like it took the time to grow or it's just something that's kind of inherent about TikTok in a way? I, at the beginning, like, so when mm-hmm. I went from zero to like, 50k my audience didn't really give a fuck about me like at all (laughs) (laughs) like to the point where like it reflected in like my views and my comments and I was like how the Mm -hmm. what how am I going to connect to these people like I'm so confused Mm -hmm. and then once I started doing more of the the body confidence body positivity like dance related Mm -hmm. and then later dating content that also is very relatable um yeah these people started like caring more. And I think the biggest thing is, is like people when they're trying to grow their audiences, they're just focused on the number of growth versus like actually nurturing their audience. So Mm -hmm. even on my viral videos, like I make it a point to like try and reply to, or at least like every single comment. And like Mm -hmm. that video that has like 6 million views, I think has like 10,000 comments. Like, yeah, that is a lot of commitment to like go through and actually be, you know, thankful and grateful for these people. Because at the end of the day, all of these opportunities that I've been afforded and the things that I've been able to do, like, are nothing without those people. Yeah. And I know when I comment on like a viral TikTok video and then like the creator likes it odds of me following them are like a thousand times more because I'm like wait oh my god you're so cute let's be friends yeah and like so it's so true like 
A hundred percent. I'm a huge advocate for like nurturing of an audience. I think so mm-hmm. many people just focus on on the growth versus I have so many people now that like when I do a TikTok live, they'll be like, oh my God, like you replied to my comment, like mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like TikTok live too is something that um, because you can make money off of it, a lot of like the big, big yeah. creators mm-hmm. like don't really interact with people unless they're sending like money. So Mm -hmm. what's always different on my lives is like, I talk to everybody. Like, it doesn't matter if you're sending a gift. It doesn't talk. It doesn't matter if you're not sending a gift. Like the point is to engage with your audience. The point is not to see them as like a business opportunity. And that is why I think it's afforded me a lot of growth and a lot of like personal relationships built with these people because I, it's, I view them all as real people and like my real like internet friends and like just real people to have connections with like when I reply to dms everybody's like I never thought you would reply blah 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 and like my whole thing with dms is like unless you have like 10 million followers like you're never too cool to reply to your dms Mm -hmm. like ever yeah Yeah. (laughs) like yeah yeah honestly I stand that too yeah I agree no, it's so it's so crazy. Like, there's people out there with, like, 20,000 followers on Instagram, and they're like, I never check my DMs. And I'm like, why? Those people, like, even if you Care take, about you. They like, care <laughs> about you. And they're, like... That's crazy. They're the people who are, like, poised to be your biggest fans. And it's so crazy. Like, yeah. if you take out the emotionality behind it and you look at it as, like, just a business opportunity as well, those people are the people who are most likely going to buy the most from you. And like, yeah. you're just, mm-hmm. you're just choosing to not engage with them. And yeah. it's just, and then they're going to forget about you. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, do you ever get noticed IRL? Do you get spotted <laughs> on the Edmonton streets? I do. What's get- that like? Are you the TikTok dancing girl of Edmonton? <laughs> so I do get spotted on the Edmonton streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's happened like a lot now. I have so many different isolated stories about it. Like I was the first time I ever got noticed, I was in a liquor store (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) what a, what a place to get noticed. (laughs) And this was at the time where this was before TikTok went off. This was like a YouTube notice, but this was when I had a, I had a video about like how I basically had a, a breakdown and I was like, I, it was supposed to be a get productive with me. And I was just like, I can't fucking do it. And I drank a whole bottle of wine and like baked croissants. Oh my God. <laughs> and wait, that's the entire mood for like the next three months. Right. So I did, I did that YouTube video and I'm standing there with my like wine, um, cr- like cradled like a child in this line. Yeah. And from behind me, I just hear, hey, are you Carly? And I'm, like, about to, like, pass my <laughs> wine bottle to this merch. And, like, oh my I was, like, oh, yeah. And he was, like, oh, my God, I watch your YouTube videos. Like, blah, 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 blah. And this, like, cashier is staring at me. And I was, like, oh, I'm not oh as – I dead ass am not as I'm important not as this is, like <laughs> – so that was like my first ever recognition and it was so cool. It was so cool. I was yeah. like, oh my God, like, can I take a picture with you? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, you're my first. <laughs> so after that, I remember I was at West Ed and me mm-hmm. and Nikki, like my best friend, Nikki, mm-hmm. we ran into one of our other friends and we were just like standing yeah. there talking and there was this like group of five, just like teenage girls 
that were just standing there, like staring at their phone, staring at me, oh staring at their God. phone, staring. Oh. And I was like, hmm. that's my dream. So then the guy leaves and they come over to me and they're like, do you have TikTok? And I was like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. I think at this point I had like 70K. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we follow you on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, super oh nice to God. meet you, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And they were in, like, my live video later that day. And they're like, it was so nice to meet you. And that's I was like, so oh, my God, cute. that's so awesome. But recently, like, I was out at a bar and mm-hmm. literally – it was crazy. It was me and, like, Nikki again. And, like, Nikki, I think, has 10K on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. And so everywhere we would go, one person would be like, oh, my God, you're Carly. You're Nikki. You're Carly. You're Nikki. And, like, oh we, my God. we also went out with, like, one of our friends who is just, like, known around, like, the Edmonton bar scene. So, like, every two seconds, <laughs> somebody would be like, oh, you're so-and-so. You're so-and-so. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy fuck. And we went to this, this other chaos. bar. And this guy <laughs> comes up to me. And he's like do you have TikTok? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I literally just got the app today and you are the first person I saw on my TikTok. Oh my God. And I was like, what? Wow. And like, so funny. he shot his shot too. He was like, can I get your Snapchat? Blah, oh blah, my blah. God. I was like, okay. And then you made a dance about it and went even more viral. <laughs> oh no, that is not that. But, oh my God, mood. But, and then That's I left. so funny. I left that bar after, this is like probably the 15th recognition of the night. And, like, I left the bar, and I was walking back to, like, my Uber, and from behind me, I just hear, oh, my God, that girl's on TikTok. And I turn around, and I was like, are you talking about me? And she's like, yeah, I I love your TikToks, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is so cute. And, like, so that's been happening to me. Obviously not recently since I haven't left my house, but, like, it has has happened, and it's, like, so freaking nuts crazy that's so cool oh my god we got noticed one time one time it was one single (laughs) isolated moment we were in the sage store at the mall Mm -hmm. and this girl was like oh my god are you guys the hot cocoa podcast and we were like what do you mean (laughs) and and I think that everyone in the sage store looked at us like oh my god those girls must be famous and we were like no we have like 1500 instagram followers we're not famous and then when we left the store as soon as we like turned the corner we just looked at each other we were like oh my god we like lost our minds we got a high off it we're like let's look cool as we walk out slowly (laughs) and then then, like like, have a happy dance outside (laughs) that was was literally that was me at the liquor store I was like, I, hey, it's so funny too because I literally had gone to the liquor store to like pick up wine because like my best friend and I were house sitting and it was just like mm-hmm. the, it was just the random liquor store that I never normally go to and yeah it was just so like funny. I called him I was like you're not gonna believe what just happened oh my god you're like my life has changed right now this literally I was like I, he was like you're kidding me and I was like no <laughs> this is nuts oh my god it's funny when you have those moments and I feel like Actually, I have those moments a lot on TikTok where, like, if a video does good, I'm like, I never want to post again because, like, what if I don't get bigger than this? And I feel like it's like that in real life, too. Like, you're like, oh, my God, that's the moment I feel like I made it. And then you got 35,000 views on a TikTok and you're like, this is the moment I've made it. And now you have, like, have, like, merch coming out. You're like, okay, now I've made it. And it's so fun to think, like... If you were like, oh, no, I don't want to go farther because I'm too scared to lose it, uh-huh. you might not get to the next I've made it. Yeah. That's 100%. So and it was like, yeah, that stuff is so crazy because arguably my most recent, like, I think I made it was when my video hit 6 million views. And then in that same week, I got added to Famous Birthdays. And I was like, 
That was crazy. <gasps> that was so crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, uh, but didn't they get some information wrong about you? I saw you posted about it and I was dying. I'm like, they, how dare they? They got my birthday wrong. <laughs> it's the famous one birthday. piece of in- information. They got my birthday wrong on famous birthdays. And I was like, That's how so do funny. I fix this? <laughs> like, who do I call? <laughs> Literally. So they have a form and I like sent it and I sent like a better description of myself and they updated yeah. this description and they updated the photos and they didn't change my birthday. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, I was like, so I guess funny. I'm born on July 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> all right whatever birthday. Like, good enough so that's so funny now you just get to have two birthdays right like your fault fo- the birthday your followers think and then like your oh that's a play I think, though, I think what happened <laughs> is because last year was the year that I celebrated my birthday the whole month because my birthday was in mm. LA when I was at VidCon so I was there with my family. So, like, I celebrated my birthday with my family, but then I came home and celebrated my birthday, like, with my Edmonton friends. And then Kaylee's birthday is in the third week of July. So, I was in Calgary. So, like, if you look at my page, like, there's so many just days of me (laughs) celebrating my birthday. So, it's like, yeah. Like, I think, honestly, if I were to look back, probably the the day that I posted the photo of like me and Kaylee with like a birthday balloon and all this stuff, it yeah. probably was July 23rd, which is why. And they were like, ah, they were like that one. And I was like, okay. Like, okay, sure. Uh, that one. So, okay. I think that's where it came from. Maybe they'll change it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Who knows? Once you hit 500 K they'll, <laughs> they'll reassess. I literally was like, this is famous birthdays. Like, don't you think the, the birthday is the important part. Yeah. But <laughs> oh my gosh. What's so fun is when it's like your number 16, like Carly in the world or your number this. I wonder what you'll be in Edmonton. Have you seen? Because there oh, can't no. be that many people on famous birthdays from Edmonton. You should You're totally probably check. number one. You're in probably top like 20. <laughs> I know. That's I'm, crazy. I'm like number 50,782 in TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so, dude. Top 50,000. <laughs> top 50,000 I'm definitely in like in the the weird ones like cancers and 23 year olds and like born in Canada like those ones but I've never tried to hit number one Edmonton I'm I will I will try you'll be like the number one person in Edmonton on famous birthdays fight me (laughs) you may know me from famous birthdays yeah you're like Mac DeMarco who I am famous true true oh my gosh Mm. um oh so you, we talked we've talked in passing about the merch that you have oh yeah out. what's the tea with the merch it's very exciting okay wait but first I would like to compliment you again uh, okay <laughs> what I think is so <laughs> fun so is that you at every step of the way I haven't seen creators do this where like everything was based on what your creator like what your followers wanted mm-hmm. like you'd post a dancing video and be like what would you guys want to see? And then people, you'd be like, okay, people want to see sweatpants. And you post another one, you'd be like, what colors would you guys want? And then you come up, what sizes do you guys want? And then I feel like that's as much as I know, like from like a surface level, but it's mm-hmm. so cool that you like implemented that. Was that something you like 
planned to do or were you literally just like do you guys want this or not so the first merch video I ever did literally I was just like I think it would be kind of cool like I see all of my other like big creator friends and when I say like big creator friends like my million plus creator friends yeah doing merch and I was like that makes sense like they have a million followers on TikTok blah 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 blah, blah. like of course they're doing merch yeah. and I think at this point I had like 80k on TikTok mm-hmm. when I decided mm-hmm. to do merch And I was like, okay, well, and like, it wasn't even like I decided to do merch. I put a video out and I was like, hey, I've been thinking of potentially doing merch. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of doing sweatpants, cropped hoodies, cropped crewnecks, my brand. And like, Mm -hmm. I was like, for, for being a body positive platform, like the biggest thing, like the biggest gap in the market is that there's no, um, inclusive sizing on any of the print on demand merch platforms. So so yeah. So there's no like extended sizing of anything. And it's so Mm -hmm. crazy because like a lot of people don't know this, but like the average size of the North American woman is size 16. And a Mm -hmm. lot of like merch companies don't go past like a XL and there's so many people who are just over XL, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why but would still you... still want merch. Like. Yeah. And it's just like, why would you discount those people, like, to make it yeah. easier for yourself? Because, like, we'll get into it. Merch is a whole beast that I yeah. never, I never would have imagined. But, like, I was like, <laughs> okay, I think the biggest, the most important thing here is inclusive sizing. And that mm-hmm. is how I that's kind of how I think it stuck is because people were mm-hmm. like, okay, th- there's creators that are listening to us that are being like, we're, we feel underrepresented in the market. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like I got you guys, like I'll do inclusive sizing. And so I put that video out and I was like, this is literally what I'm thinking of doing. I hadn't even, I didn't even have a merch design. I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking of doing this. Like, would you guys like it? The video went like viral. I think it has like a thousand comments of people being like, oh yes. And I was like, okay. Like, okay. 1000 <laughs> orders. Like, let's go. <laughs> so crazy. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, sure. So then I started to look into it and like, I knew right then and there that it was a project that was going to be so much bigger than I originally thought it was because Mm. like I said, like the normal merch companies like Teespring, like Bonfire, all of these like print on demand merch companies don't do inclusive sizing. So I was like, (coughs) I was like, I'm going to have to hand or like locally print and source all this merch Oh my on my gosh. own because I can't get it because you can't just send it out like else. everyone else no yeah I, yeah mm-hmm. I couldn't so I was like what the frick so then I started to research and I like had an idea of what I wanted to do in the line and like I really wanted to do sweatpants and you don't even know how hard it is to find a range of sweatpants that go from extra small to 5x Oh my god! It is yeah, like one so range. So hard, <laughs> like oh my god, to the point where I still haven't found sweatpants. So I had to tell my audience, I was like, I know you guys are excited, but like I can only launch like sweaters because I haven't, yeah. I mm-hmm. haven't found a supplier, and I don't want to launch extra small to five X in sweaters and only launch extra small to one X in sweatpants. Like I think that's unfair. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, we can only do sweaters because as of right now, that's the only thing that I can get for you guys to make sure everybody can participate. 
And so that has just been so freaking crazy. Like I have to do everything on my own. Like I have to order these sweaters in on my own. I have a local printer that I have to go to and get these screen printed at. And then I ship them out like by hand, by myself to all these places. And it like, I, at the, at the same time, it's, it feels like the right move. Like it feels like, yeah, it feels like if I was an outsider looking in, like if I was a fan of myself, I would be like, oh, of course Carly's doing it this way because I'm so hands-on with my audience anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's more personal. You're genuinely like touching every piece that they're getting. Exactly. And I was like, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like I wouldn't really have it any other way. Like I want to be able to actually have a hand in these pieces like I don't want I don't want merch that's like a photo of my face with my TikTok handle on it and yeah yeah. I had to like really like waffle back and forth between those and like figure out what designs were going to be impactful for my my brand Mm -hmm. that made these people like the the merch and want to support me but also like rock it in a way that like they felt confident wearing it so it wasn't just like my fucking face (laughs) Yeah, they're like, wait, I actually like this. That's I'm obsessed with merch that's actually cute lately. It's so nice. Yeah. I'm like, why not just make like a regular shirt I want to wear instead of like David Dobrik 20 times on my t-shirt? Exactly. So that's what I did with my merch line. And so like my Mm -hmm. merch has like um it says confidence club on it and it's multicolor print and it's so Mm -hmm. cute. And like I have my TikTok handle on like a sleeve print, which I think is like, I'm obsessed with the sleeve. It's still like, it still solidifies that it is my own merch, but it's not like Mm -hmm. everywhere involved, you you know? Like, Yeah. yeah. So, cause like we don't buy those like Abercrombie shirts with like Abercrombie all over them for a reason, you know, people will maybe (laughs) rep a brand for a minute and then they're like, okay, like I don't want to be a billboard anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's so smart. The whole, the whole thing behind it is I don't buy people's merch that are like that. So I was like, yeah, why would I expect my audience to buy merch like that? So true. And I think so true. And you're going to have to wear it all the time. Exactly. (laughs) So you're like, what do I want to wear? Like five days of the week now? (laughs) Well, there's five colors. So I'm literally wearing one. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're like Monday red guy. (laughs) Actually at this point. So, and it's so crazy. And so with merch, what was really cool is I have a friend who does like drop shipping for like a living so he has all of these crazy hookups and knows the process of like sending out these packages and all this stuff and like has recently come back into my life like we've known each other for 10 years and like recently has just come back to my life to be like let me help you like I would love to blah 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 and I was like all right so I'm learning so much about that and like I originally it's so crazy I was like I'll just be happy if I have a hundred orders and he was like yeah Carly if you think about it like a hundred orders out of your audience of like 187,000 is literally 0.003 percent conversion and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) you're right but like it's still scary Yeah. yeah. He was like, you'll easily do at least 1% of your audience. And I was like, that's like 1,800 people. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. The more I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, 1% is not that big of a number. Like, at least the thousand people that commented asking for it. Yeah. But But it is crazy, though. It's so Mm -hmm. scary. I'm like, um, 
but what? Because also like, you have to buy that much stuff. Uh, you gotta make that it. scary, right? You're I like, I lost like... my corporate job a year ago. Like, <laughs> TikTok's paying for this guy. Literally, and it's so scary. Like putting your money on the line for it and all that yeah. stuff. And so I, I'm nervous, <laughs> but it's really mm-hmm. cool. And it's like a line that I really believe in and I think it's cute and I've had nothing but positive feedback about it. So yeah. I'm hoping it, that it goes well. The only thing is at the time of recording this podcast, I haven't announced it to like my TikTok audience yet, but with the shipping delays mm-hmm. of everything, I can't launch it on April 1st because I haven't had any of the samples come in. It'll just be like too crazy. Yeah. And so I'm like damn so I have to announce to them that it's going to be a delay but I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that it's only delayed by like a week and then yeah everything is up and running because like they're in transit but they just haven't made it to me because everything is uh, we have a pandemic so so like I feel like the last few weeks just don't even count though like people just don't even consider that this would like count as their one week time you know mm-hmm. like april 1st just isn't real anymore so yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> literally i'm like oh no that's in three weeks sorry like <laughs> so yeah i don't yeah. know it's it's been a, a crazy experience yeah <laughs> it's, but it's hmm. so interesting that i feel like as of now like my favorite creators that i've talked to like you and like kaylee um We'll plug Kaylee later, guys, because she's awesome. We love her. Um, but what I love about you guys is that you come from it from like a business perspective, but not like a cold and jaded business perspective. Like, you know what you're talking about. You're like, I'm doing like fucking TikTok law in school, basically. Like, I know my mm-hmm. shit, but also like I'm still a part of the market that I'm selling mm-hmm. to. And I feel like that's such a mm-hmm. fine line. And I feel like that's like you guys like represent like this new wave of like marketing where it's like, you know, just as much as you're doing, like you're not the creator or the marketer, you're everything. And -hmm. it's so cool to hear your guys' stories. You're like, no, I wasn't like an overnight success. Like I had overnight success, but because I spent six years doing this, 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 and this, and like, I'm already a professional dancer and I already know TikTok and I made the connections and then I put it all together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so interesting because I feel like it's there's so many misconceptions. Approach. Like if I just looked at your TikTok account, it would be easy to just be like, oh my God, that one video popped off and she probably freaked out and then just like did it a bunch. And it's like, no. Not at all. No. <laughs> You're like, there's some strategy there. So it's really cool to like hear about that perspective. And I feel like hopefully more podcasts like this will make people kind of respect TikTok more because that's something that I've been struggling with where people are like, oh, you've made it on TikTok. That doesn't count. Like, or, oh, you make TikTok accounts. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? And so hopefully Mm -hmm. people hear this and they're like, wait, she has merch. She's being recognized and it's a real thing. It's so crazy (laughs) because when I started on TikTok, like when I got TikTok in May of 2019, that was still before like it was cool for people our age to have TikTok. It was, I would have never had TikTok in May. No, me neither. I like would have not. We didn't get it until October and literally until Kaylee first posted about it. The day Kaylee posted, we were like, okay, if Kaylee's doing it, we got to do it too. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's crazy. You were like at that perfect cusp. And it's such a reminder. Every time you hear about someone doing really well, I feel like it's because they were like willing to like put their like stick their neck out and be like one of the first people on a platform. It's true. But the algorithm, the formula is always the same. And then every time an app blows up and I'm like, 
no, I don't know. That's not really my thing. And then I'm not famous. And I'm like, why am I not famous <laughs> for joining when everyone else thinks it's cool? So it's so funny how it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Guys, keep watching uh, the new apps come out. Always get a new app. <laughs> Ahead of the curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally like will yeah. scroll through the the top Apple apps like on the iPhone sometimes just to like and just get them make sure I'm not missing out see. on anything yeah <laughs> because I that's oh how I gosh. felt with TikTok and I think the only like turning point was making that friend because we're the same age so mm-hmm. he was also 23 at the time like on TikTok with 500k and I was like mm-hmm. if this yeah. guy we're the same age like I was like if this guy yeah. can do it and just like be a guy who are arguably more susceptible to like the the pressure of that kind of thing especially yeah. with TikTok mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. if he could do it I can do it so I was like all right yeah I'm doing it and the fact that he's not <laughs> yeah. just doing like the musically dances yeah. you're like wait there's more yeah. that's what I just didn't even know I thought it was just like Lauren Gray nope doing her like <laughs> thing <laughs> and I was like wait I've been sleeping on this I love Charlie what's happening literally and now like everybody and their freaking mom like literally has TikTok <laughs> literally everyone yeah. has TikTok yeah, it's, it's crazy so yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I'm really excited to see how it's going to evolve as a platform yeah me too the directions that it'll go in it's like in such an infancy still I feel like yeah I feel like but. anything goes it's like the wild west of social media right now it's just <laughs> crazy 100 percent. it's crazy I don't know what'll happen and it's mm-hmm. crazy because like I haven't even had the app for a year and like now we have people who have 40 million followers on TikTok and you're like what like yeah what like mm-hmm. how's that possible mm-hmm. like you're gonna have more followers than like Kim has on Instagram what literally <laughs> no it's so crazy <laughs> Who, like, yeah, it's so interesting, like, how, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy, <laughs> yeah, app. it's yeah. a crazy time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting because TikTok has blown up so much, I think, because everyone was, already had the framework for what, you know, social social media platform is. Like, a lot of these other social media po- powerhouses, like Facebook and Instagram, they were first of their kind, right? And yeah. so people didn't really know. They are like, what do I do with this? And I feel like it took some, so much longer for people to reach a level of, like, 40 million, right? Yeah. Whereas TikTok, people are, like, wary of, okay, what is this app? I don't really know what to make of it. But they're quick to dive into yeah. something new at the same time, right? Yeah. So it's interesting it's how so quickly crazy. it's grown. Um, yeah, literally, like, we were talking about how at school, like, even, like, six months ago, you would, like, show a TikTok to a classmate, and they'd have no idea what you're talking about in university, mm-hmm. and now, like, everyone in university knows about TikTok, and I'm like, wow. This, literally, that exact thing happened to me. So I was in, oh I was in a class, so I was taking, like, sustainable and responsible marketing, and we were talking about, like, the adaptation curve. So there's we were specifically just as the example talking about social media apps and about how there's like Mm -hmm. the upward stage of like awareness, awareness, awareness. And then you get to like the peak and then you have the plateau Mm -hmm. and the downfall. So arguably like an example for that is Facebook is probably in like a plateau downfall stage. And so Mm -hmm. the, the like contrast or like the uphill like thing at the time, this was in like October. So right when I started TikTok and yeah. the example used was TikTok and my teacher had no idea what it was. So he was like, did a poll, yeah. did a poll in the class. <laughs> and he was like, how many of you have this app? And so there was like me mm-hmm. and three other people in the class of like 30. And then so he was like, yeah. how many people 
create content on this app and it was just me and I was like oh my god okay and so it's funny because the guy who brought it up I talked to him last week and I was like he like brought up my TikTok and I was like wait you have TikTok now and he was like yeah like I got it in quarantine and I was like funny how (laughs) bitches turn into my fans (laughs) literally oh my god it's such like it's so crazy okay maybe like a final TikTok rant Mm -hmm. is the fact that it's like the first app that's just one huge inside joke with your best friends but with like billions of people Uh yeah like literally you could say anything right now and I'd be like oh true like I just understand it no matter how fucking crazy it sounds and like it's like meme culture on crack like it's insane yes (laughs) and you can't get enough and it's so so hard because you can't like I feel like once you're in, you're like in a cult and I'm like, I can't talk to my friends who don't have TikTok because I'll say something and they'll be like, that's stupid. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to watch the TikTok. And it's they'll like, be like, you need all these layers. You literally. need to watch 10 hours of this one TikTok. You have to watch 10 versions of this TikTok yes. and you have to know about this creator's background to know how funny this is. Like, and like, I've yeah. been seeing like since Animal Crossing came out, this is such a tangent. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. But since Animal Crossing came out, there was this, this TikTok because Animal Crossing is trending on TikTok, but there's this Animal Crossing TikTok about Mm -hmm. how, like, in Animal Crossing, you can do the paintings and all this kind of stuff, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. actually you painting. So it's not like you're, like, bullshitting, like, fill in the blank, like, whatever. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the TikTok sound is there's this animal running by these paintings and the tiktok sound is like the this is for rachel you big fat nasty smelling fat yeah. bitch and i was like oh my god and it like it's just it's like so deep it's so deep like for them to like oh my spell goodness. it out in animal crossing and bring it up like three months after that whole trend died oh i was god. like you don't understand if you don't understand like you had to be there three <laughs> months ago though and it's so true like and the longer so you're funny. on it like i was on tiktok for i think probably like a month and a half two months before gabby really got into like the culture yeah. of tiktok like she was on it but she wasn't like as deep and then once we were got onto the same level. It was just like chaos from there. But even sometimes I'll like know a meme and then I'll be like, wait, that was like a week before you joined and it's like a whole new world. I need to like fill you in on. It's so crazy. It's so crazy because like I I think back to like May 2019 TikTok and that is something that I like can't talk to anybody about because nobody was there. Because no one knows it. And I'm like, you guys understand what TikTok was like before it was cool. Like... (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh it's, it's like our war so stories related. <laughs> it's so different and it's crazy because yeah. it was only like what four months before but it just is yeah. so different yeah. like trends will live and die in like three days on tiktok yeah seriously but like they'll live like a lifetime in your heart you're like i'll yes, never forget rachel never you forget. big fat white nasty <laughs> <laughs> never never will i forget like that. i love you rachel <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Love you, TikTok. We love TikTok. Um, do you have any <laughs> words of wisdom for parting remarks? Parting remarks. Um, I would say like words of wisdom in regards to like actual TikTok. My thing is like consistency is key. You cannot grow mm-hmm. or sustain an audience to anything if you don't show up. So like even like we said earlier, if you have a video that did well and you're like, oh my God, like what if my next video has like one view? Like you just still got to mm-hmm. do it because if it's something mm-hmm. that you're dedicated to doing, you got to show up every day. Mm-hmm. Like if it's your dream, you got to show up every day, even on the days where you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And like 
there's times where I've shown up on TikTok like with no emotion, no enthusiasm, just to be like, hey, I'm a human. Like I'm not doing okay, but I'm still here. I'm still going to show up for you guys. And I think the act of showing up and being honest about where you are and all that kind of stuff, like honesty, authenticity, that kind of stuff, also very important Mm -hmm. when it comes to online. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is just really lacking in the industry as well. So if you can Mm -hmm. fill the gap on that, that is also incredible. Um, I think that also says a lot to like sticking to who you are on all platforms because I mean, it's so cheesy, but like you're the only you, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there's so many Mm -hmm. ways to succumb to like the pressures of social media and stuff like that. But if you're a hundred percent you and you go in and you fight for what you value and you do the things that you know are right in your heart that you want to share Mm -hmm. with the world eventually you'll find success. Like maybe it'll be a year, maybe it'll be 10. Like I've been doing this for six years, but people think I started in like September. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just think that consistency is important. Honesty, authenticity is important. Nurturing your Mm -hmm. audience, no matter how big or how small it is, is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And then finally, my biggest thing is surround yourself with people who support you. Like, I Mm -hmm. am surrounded by a network of friends like you guys, Kaylee, Nikki, who just, like, Mm -hmm. we're all genuinely happy to see each other thrive, you know? Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that is also a big, big important thing, I think, as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love. I feel like it's always the first thing, like, it's always, like, the most, like, obvious answer that's, like, the right answer. 100%. Which is so hard. It's, like, with everything. It's, like, someone's, like, how do I get healthy? And it's, like, eat healthy. And it's, like, what do you mean? That's the hardest (laughs) thing to do. I don't want to do that. Give me a life hack. Mm. But it's so true. You're, like, work hard. Take it slow. Uh Don't stop, even Mm. when you want to. And I'm, like, that's not what I want to hear. I want a life hack. Literally. You just want, you want (laughs) to. But it's, like, the good advice. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. work hard (laughs) absolutely well yeah thank you so much for podcasting with us carly yeah so great to hear your story thanks for having me i'm happy that we got to do this finally (laughs) i know Mm. finally next time i'm in edmonton which was supposed to be today actually but it's no longer today so it's tentatively august 20th okay (laughs) fingers crossed that's my new flight um but we have to do something yes Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was, <laughs> Let I me was just supposed watch to be in TikToks. Toronto, <laughs> but I am not there either. Oh, really? So that's Aww. so funny. We should have traded. We should have trading <laughs> places. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see more of Carly or if you want to see more of us, we're going to have all of the links down below, but it's mm-hmm. your, it's your girl, Carly, your girl, Carly, your no, girl, Carly, your girl, Carly, your girl, Carly. <laughs> And Hot Cocoa Podcast on everything. Yes. Thank Thanks, you so guys. Much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>